All right. Test, test. We're ready? Test, test. Testicles. Testicles. All right, we ready? Yes. Tim, stop breathing. Today. I haven't been that excited since I heard that in the Star Wars Force Awakens trailer. Woohoo! There has been an awakening, all right. My name is Sean Peterbudge. This is the Ian Prendercaster, the Carlton Podcast, brought to you by the good people at MGA, just MGA now, yeah? Yep. And uh, 121 Media. Uh, we're here to discuss a round two win, I think, for the first time in podcast history, <laughs> which, which is excellent again. Um, I'm joined, as always, by. Oh, who do I want to go to first? Mm. Actually, no, we will go. I'm joined by DU's favourite son, the good doctor, Timbo Slice. We're joined, uh, we're in the dungeon. We are Um, in the dungeon. Yeah, the debonair, the mysterious, the sexy Dr. Davis uh, has got us down here. Don't know where this will go. How are you? Oh, I'm amazing. It was, um, the voice could be doing a little bit better. It's, um, as you say, we're not used to screaming in round one or round two as much as we've been able to the last two weeks. So, it's... Been a delight, to be honest. We'll obviously get into things in greater detail, uh, Timbo, as we go on the you know, granular stuff about the match. But um, what was your immediate reaction following the siren last night? Well, it was sort of funny in the way that the pattern of the game went. You know, it, I was obviously more excited three quarters one and two because it was like, wow, we we're we're finally doing everything that we know that we can. And I guess the caveat is we've always been able to score against the Bulldogs. So we learnt a lot last night, but there was a lot that we kind of already knew, and it's now more about doing it against others. But we we absorbed a lot of pressure late last night. And, yeah, they peppered, but they they needed to come at us. So we held out, whether through defensive structures or just dud footballers who can't kick straight or shit technique. But anyway, that's a whole... You know what the difference was too? I made this point on Twitter... They weren't gimmies. They were kicking from 50. They were like, kicking from 45, yeah, 45 Dunkley, to Dunkley, Dunkley is not a good ones. kick. And, and the way, you watch the way that he lined up, every single one just goes left. It and hooks in fairness, left. Uh, Mitch Hannon's goal? <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> the two biggest highlights <laughs> of the game were Mitch Hannon just Mark, Mark and goal of the, Mark and goal yeah. of the night. Yeah. So at the end, there was a little bit of relief. The fact that I'd backed Carlton to win by over 15 and a half and <laughs> we just, every behind just fritted away whatever... Buffer I had, but anyway, it's only money. I don't care. I'd rather be two and zero. That's so that um, very true. So semi relief, but semi just just the delight of going. Everything that we've always professed this club could potentially be, we're starting to scratch the surface, and 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 like for a lot of people, the lid's off, and I'm excited. However, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. <laughs> that was just question one. No, buckle in, um, Timbo. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, we can't. Hold on. 
Is that Fubba Ganoush recording an episode outside of three feet radius of his desk? <laughs> he has got the white shorts He's on, got Sean. The, he, you know what he is? He's the Sydney Swans, never wears white shorts. That's very true. <laughs> never, very ever true. travels away. Fubba Ganoush is in the dungeon, which is a great shock to anyone who's ever met him. Um, just a question for you off the bat. To how the Prender's going? I noticed you did last week's game yesterday. No, because we didn't send out the thing to vote yes, until late. No, until late. You I sent gave, it out on Friday. Yeah, I gave everyone... A, a, a full you know, week. Yeah, so now it's 48 yeah. hours. You could have fucking fooled me, mate. You forgot about it, and you <laughs> went back to it yesterday and went, oh, my shit, oh, shit. And you know no. what I'm wrapped about? This week's has got like 90-something responses. <laughs> yep. I'm going to give it another plug. We're going to get to triple figures. You won't get to the buy. <laughs> One word for you, Sean. Level with me. You forgot about it, didn't you? No. Algorithm. L- bullshit. You're not doing any algorithm. Level with... For real, you just forgot, didn't you? And you got to the end of the week and went, oh, shit. No, absolutely not. I haven't done it yet, have I? No. You're not fooling anyone. I put the URL in a spreadsheet that I've created and it pops out results. Uh-huh. You still need to filter through them, but yeah, um, yeah it's easier to, to collate. Uh-huh. But I had took time to write that. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, no, results who, who do you think your lies are impressing? They're not impressing me. They're certainly not impressing Tim. Somehow They're you think as a postman, listeners. you know all this stuff. You talk, you, you, I've never you, said got, you got two engineers in the room, mate. mate. I've never, as a postman. We have when skills. Have I, when have I ever we suggested... Have a, we have a particular set of skills, Sean. Yeah, yeah right? being a bullshit <laughs> artist. When have I ever suggested as a postman I know about spreadsheets? Well, <laughs> ever. I do. I am an Excel master. No, what you are is a fucking Microsoft idiot. accredited. Accredited, no less. <laughs> anyway, if I said hello, child or gutsy You're not fucking kidding You're kidding yourself and you're, you're not fooling anyone Then I'm an Excel genius At anything you've ever said, no Do you want to tell the listeners about when you tried to offer my father a shitty guitar? Do you want to tell that story? Is that the one that he plays every night we come out? No, that's, a, that's actually a good guitar Basically, Fabian had this piece of garbage guitar lying around in his garage And he thought that because my father who is an accomplished musician and owns several guitars. Microsoft accredited. Microsoft accredited guitarist. <laughs> Who are you trying to fool that your father's an accomplished musician? Well, you hear his song at the start of every episode. Well, you can see Mike Excel spreadsheets in the office. <laughs> yeah. No, so you want to tell the story? You basically found No, I offered this... the guitar. I said, okay. does Keith want it? That's all it was, right? No, no, you tried to put and it's it on fi- him. it's fine that he didn't want it. No, you tried the to way put it on Sean... in person. The way Sean didn't... Responded to the um, Fabian to the was, offer. Fabian was, was so rude. No, Fabian, was so rude shut up! I'll mute no, no, you. fuck you. Fabian it, it was, was indignant. Rude. He was indignant that I was like, "Dad's got no interest in that that guitar." And he's like, "Go and ask him." I said, "That's not how you I said it." I don't need to ask him. He owns several guitars, all of which are superior to this thing that looks like it came out of a cereal box. <laughs> going, it's yeah. a big box, mate, <laughs> mate, mate. You were rude. Don't you bring act it, like this guitar. Don't, don't you know what bring it, it up again. You act like you're the guy. You know, an antiques roadshow. Yes. <laughs> when someone comes up with a complete piece of trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "This, this could be valuable." And the guy's like, "It's absolutely not." No, Just I, throw I know it it's not valuable. I was giving it away. It's in good condition. It's brand new. Never been. Used and I didn't, you know, profess that it was anything spectacular. I was offering it. The way he refused it was was I was blunt. Down, it was downright rude. I was blunt. speaking of which. Does anyone want a TV? No, no. Okay. No, I was blunt because the offer was ridiculous. Move on. Ridiculous. Move on. I didn't even tell Keith. I didn't even follow him up because I was like, "This is absurd." Move on. No, I won't. I'm going to continue doing this until Move you on. admit. It's all right. Do you admit? Move on. No. I'm walking out of here. 
in 49 minutes. We all know that's a lie. Um, what did you make of the game, you big doofus? Um, look, I didn't like the fact that we were that we were questioned. You were very, very quiet on the text. Um, but in a way, it was good to have a, a good opposition, you know, throw something at us and force us to respond. And weirdly, not that I was ever comfortable when they started coming at us, but having, the, you know, responding at basically every challenge that was put to us was... I know we ended up only winning by two goals, but we kind of held that three-goal buffer for a quarter and a bit. So I was uh, I, I, I'm quite happy in the end, yeah. You, you were quite happy, were you? Yes, I you was. Quite, oh, can you hear that, Fab? Can you hear that? Oh, yes. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, you know what that means. It's because the Blues are back. <laughs> Jason Nevins. A bit of 90s chart. This is, this is a banger. This is a banger. Oh, yeah. Again, I preferred It's Tricky. Bit of fun for our listeners, by the way. Um, how long has this got left? Seven seconds. Um, bit of fun for our listeners. If you want to keep a track of this Blues Are Back 90s Megamix playlist, you can. <laughs> We've got a playlist We've got going. a playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. Do we really? Um, we will link that after the episode. And you're just adding to it, are you? I'll just add to it every week. Wow, wow. Uh, you know so when they do the Fox Footy... You know the video, the premiership video at the end of the season. They'll just use. They should. That's the soundtrack. They should. We're going to add a couple songs every week. We win, basically. So twenty-two by three. Mark's oh, going to be a big playlist. Well, <laughs> twenty-five by three. That's what I said on a WhatsApp <laughs> comment this morning to a bunch of mates. I said I think Paddy Cripps might have sixty-six votes in the Brownlow this year. <laughs> well, we're going to need. We're going to need seventy-five songs. The home and away, the qualifying final, the prelim, and the and the granny. Speaking of which, I don't reckon there'll be any debate about uh, you know do we open the season against Richmond? Is it a grand final, or we'll be in it either way? Yeah, exactly right. Call it what you want to call it. <laughs> uh, so basically, we don't want to we want to get into things two and zero. We're feeling absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm just going to say it. There is no lid. You reckon it's off? There is no. No, I'm not saying there's no. It's off. I'm just saying there's no lid. There's no ceiling. Mm. This is to be enjoyed. You know, we are. All of a sudden, after so long of hoping and waiting and wanting, we are actually a good football team again. Genuinely. Like, yep. how good? Time will tell. Yep. yep. But we are a good football team. That performance, particularly the first half, that gets everyone's attention. That second quarter was electric. That gets people going, even if they don't want to admit it, if they've never wanted to see it, if they're rival teams, rival fans, that gets them on the couch looking at each other going, Fuck. That's uh, that's good. It's all trolling it's through Twitter. Trawling through Twitter at halftime, I was like, in a way, I was like, oh, just geez, just temper it. Every, and not, not like the current supporters, you can understand, were excited, but the media posting and commenting on how good that that second quarter was, or that first half in its entirety. But you know, it was fab. What it was, was it? it was Clubber Lang yelling at Mickey, "I want Balboa," and Mickey looking terrified. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it, it had to be a statement, Tim. And we've spoken in the we past. We want a shot at the title. We've, we've spoken in the past because last night was important because last week, in much the same way, we've got a bit of an unflattering history against those opponents. Richmond have owned us and we needed to get one back on them. Last year, we played the exact same way against the Bulldogs and it all came undone. And it mattered stopped. nothing. Because again, we've always been able to score against the Bulldogs. What hurt us last year is when they started getting a hold of us, we basically never touched the footy again and they just they were like a hot knife through butter. 
going back the other way. And um, and what could have been our best performance of the year, I mean, it certainly wasn't our worst, but the way that the game ended, it was horrendous. Because we, we had them absolutely on toast, and we gave it up, and then they just poured it on and embarrassed us. It was not good. There and was no embarrassing last night. And look, we've spoken about, I'll go back to Tim in a sec, uh, Fabian, we've spoken about uh, this at length last year. For far too long, um, and we, we don't need to, to bury people here, but we were the worst coach team in the competition. Yep. yep. If it wasn't blatantly obvious partway through last year, it is two games into this year, we were the worst coach team in the competition, and that's why I've said, and I said it to you guys on the text last night, this was the plumbest gig, head coaching gig, I think that's come up in God knows how long. Absolutely. This is the, and I'll actually go back to you. Have you spoken to Kingers about that? Yeah. So we don't want, obviously, to betray confidences and the like. But if I'm an aspiring senior coach, if I'm waiting for the opportunity, whether I'm Michael Voss looking for a second chance, Adam Kingsley looking for a first chance, Ross Lyon looking for a last chance, I was looking at that list going, give me it. it well, I always said to Adam in the early days, if you genuinely think that you can coach, you've got a list that you can do whatever you want with. Like it, it's It's available and it's there. Um, and if you get the gig, the opportunity is insane. And um, and yeah, look, you know, he he sort of made that comment after last week um, that to see how well Cherit and Hewitt had added to the midfield, um, he just said it's it's just such a great opportunity. And 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 he said straight away after last week, and I read the quote that he said, "You'll play finals." Um, and, and, and we talked about being on the crest of the wave, you know, to be 2-0 and o now. Um, we're now in that typical Carlton situation now where we're going to come up against Hawthorne where we just have to take care of business and we have to be a professional football team. I, th- I think I even said it last week. Mm. This is now the true test where the expectation is you have to deliver. Yep. How do we handle it? Because we've not been in that situation. That should be a live kill. Has to be. Next week. Has to be. Um, <laughs> I did think about this, Fab, as I was leaving the ground last night, much in the same way. A penny for Alistair Clarkson's thoughts. He could not be swayed for love nor money. No. To come and coach Carlton for whatever the reason was. I'm not necessarily... I didn't think that was... I didn't want him to coach us. My concern at the time was, I think he's... I think he's done. I think he's yesterday's news, to be honest. Brilliant coach, best coach of his era. But the time comes for everyone. Did he not believe... He could turn it around. I I, I think I think Alistair Clarkson's a he's a highly confident man in his own abilities. So I I, I reckon anyone, I, I reckon there were external influences. Anyone agenda. who could see anyone who could see the the forest for the trees would have looked at it and gone, if you want to win again, if it's actually about what you say it's about, that's the list you take because you're not going to get that again. If, when the I St Kilda job comes up, you're not getting that. When when the Gold Coast job, if it comes up, you're not getting that. You might get similar talent, but it wasn't talent ready to perform. I think Gold Coast problem is always the go home. But but you'd like to think the go home at Gold Coast isn't anywhere near what the go home at Greater Western Sydney would be. I mean, you you know, you still yeah. got to live in Western Sydney. I mean, at least if you live on the Gold Coast, there's got to be perks. You can get yourself a three park super pass. Most weeks. Yeah, good value. Um, Fab, Yep. 
I'll put this note in here. Non, what I think is defining us at the moment, non-negotiable standards that we haven't had for however long. Absolutely. That builds trust. That builds between the playing group, between the coaches, collectively, individually. Talent has never been an issue. Standard, structure, mentality was always the issue for us. Development. Voss and his crew, and come, they've come in and just transformed the joint. All the best teams are a reflection of their coach. Is it a case of you, can you see Voss's fingerprints as a player just everywhere? Absolutely. Tough and uncompromising. And unified, and, actually. And, and, that's, and that's exactly how we're, everyone, you you work every minute for four quarters. That's that's And it might not be your night. And we said this last, it might not be your night. Have you got that tattooed on you? You say this every week. Yeah, but that, that's, that's the mentality you're going to have. Don't drop your head, keep going. Keep going and effort for... You know what you do? You work together. How many, how many minutes in a footy game? 120-ish. 120-ish. Well, there's actually, you work, uh, there's actually 80 plus time on. Work, don't work for 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll leave yourself short. <laughs> you'll leave yourself a bit but, and We've been barely work, working for 60. Work rate in the first two weeks has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And in that, really way, in that way, you can excuse as well, you're running a bit out of gas toward the end of a game. Because yep. you've worked really, really hard to get yourself yep. a buffer. And that's why the 10-day break is going to be phenomenal. Nice. But just, look, my, my big thing is yeah, just the, the way that the group is working for each other, the way that they're, they're – I used the word last week – they care, they care for each other. Look at every stoppage. There's – people people they, might not put anything on it, but there's always a, a little dap here and there. Is, there. It was, there's more direction than a, than a, you know, a, a road traffic site. Yep. Pointing, organisation – we, we we turned up at stoppages last year and we were not we were amateur football standard and errors are met with you're right move on let's go mm. yeah you you know it's it's not leaving anyone out it's um the teamwork aspect of it is just it's really good to see the really stats uh, made for good reading Timbo one thirty three possessions between the four big midfielders I mean we plus seventy six on the night plus eighteen in hitouts which was a big win mm. plus seven in clearances. Broke even in centre clearances, which was good. Um, plus 38 in contested. Yeah. We were plus 21 last week. That's another big win, especially against a very contested team. We had more marks, and crucially as well, we were plus 107 minutes in front. Mm, that was mm. remarkable. Because so it was what, they were in front. Because that was, I, I spoke to Brent Gleeson, and he goes... When oh, they kicked their second early yeah. in the game, that was the only time they were in front. They left yeah. for four minutes. And, and that was the thing. Brent goes, were you nervous? And I sort of said... We pretty much led wire to wire. You know, how nervous can you get when you've led pretty much all game? In, in the this moment, is the thing, Timbo, in the last 10 years, how long have we led for? Not not a lot. So <laughs> that's, that's the thing. We don't know. Like, it, it's nervous. Oh, we're Seabiscuit. We're Seabiscuit and War Admiral. That's exactly what we are. We're, we're Vorog and Dandy Andy. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. They could be made up horses. <laughs> I don't understand either of them. I, I know the horses, but I don't know the reference. Why aren't there more match races in horse racing? It's um, ego, isn't it? Well, there's less to bet on. It's less exciting. But, a bit, but it's, a, it's a wonderful event. Well, it's, it's great to watch. Like, mm. it, uh, we're digressing here, but... At, um, that's, that's unlike us. At, yeah. The final furlong podcast. Let's go. Yeah. No, no. At major national swimming championships, if 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 you're if you have a tie for eighth or like a tie for sixteenth, you have to have a swim off 
to decide who swims in lane eight and who swims in like the B final. Could you just be like, oh, I'm not, I don't care. Well, some don't. <laughs> oh, some don't. But I remember you've already struggled to make to make it into the final yeah. heats. But now just exhaust yourself a bit more and have a swim off. Yeah, Timbo, you yeah. know, Timbo, you know that 1500 meter, you're dead heated with the other bloke. Yeah. So we're going to need. We're going to do swim. it again. I watched a 200 meter butterfly swim off. The two swimmers dead heated and had to do it again. And it's sort of like that. I would have just tossed a coin. I I reckon you would have. Yeah. Absolutely. You never went to the swim-off? I was asked to do a swim-off once, but it was like the swim-off for second emergency. And Tim goes, I don't get out of bed for that. Yeah, No, no, I said, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> and, and the other bloke said, y- you can have it. And it's sort of like, beauty. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> he, blinked, emergency. He, he blinked first. <laughs> Timbo, so. Timbo called his bluff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, importantly what those numbers tell me, it shows we've got a contested style of game, but with a really strong clearance-based method where we go against, you know, Richmond, like I said, they're not quite what they were, but they're still handy. And then last night, like the Bulldogs' midfield core is excellent. Yes. And to come out on top is an absolute credit. Not bad for a 14th ranked midfield, sure. Yeah, Mick might want to revisit that. I'm really looking forward to it. The 13th based midfield must be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, correct. What an idiot. Um, what I wanted to see go to the game, we kind of covered off a little bit here, Fab. I'll go to you with this one. Wanted to see a strong mentality. Our yep. week in preparation was far from ideal. Um, you know, we the fans can get caught up in what we're missing and oh, no, get a bit hangdog about it. The players and the coaches can't. Obviously lost two players. Um, we had the pall of missing more over the entirety of the week, waiting for who else is going to miss. Um, lost our senior coach, Tim Clark, and our head of footy. Not great. No. But to come out and play the way they did and to beat a really good team... I think yep. it makes it all the more meritorious. Yep. And again, off the back of that big win and, you know, the media hype that came with that and, you know, breaking the hoodoo, it was shows a bit of maturity. Got to back it up. Got to back it up. Backed it up. And again, as Timbo said before, there's the test coming up now against the Hawks because that adds, it's different now. It's, yeah, you, you get to back it up. It's a good test. It's, it's the Bulldogs. They're a good team. All the adversity midweek. Now in, the in Hawks, a, is, it's a totally different... In thing. a weird way. You should win. It's a different challenge. No, yeah. you know, you've, you've actually hit on something there. In a weird way, it's similar to the kind of the soccer mentality where you play a really good team and you're like, well, they're actually going to let us play a bit because mm. they're going to back themselves to score. Yeah. So they're actually going to let us play. Whereas if you play Burnley or Norwich or whoever, Everton at the moment who are in free fall, going, well, they're survival. And yep. we've done that. We go into a game thinking we just got to kind of stick with them for as long as we can and see what happens. See if we can scrag and annoy and bring the game down. And that's, I think, going to be the challenge this week with yep. the Hawks. Uh, Timbo, we needed to be confident um, that the work we'd done, not even just this week, but in the whole of preseason, you know, would be good enough. The Bulldogs are a team, a rare team that we've performed very well against in recent times. But we had to be so confident to go, we, we can beat this mob. Without a doubt. And, and, and the way I looked at it, as you said, coming to the game, it was we know we can score, but we've got to structure up in a way that we can limit these guys, respect them enough, and try to find the balance between you know, offence and defence and come out, come out on top. Mm-hmm. I, I expected us to come out hard. I expected us to get on the scoreboard quickly. And that's what I said to a mate at the pub before. I said, I just want to see us 
Did you really apply a bit of power for Get on the scoreboard quickly. 10 seconds quickly? or It was pretty quick, wasn't it? <laughs> and the fact that it was Charlie too, and you're going, he last time it. he was here against this mob, he'd kick seven. Um, and it was almost like he forgot that he'd had two and a half years out. And mm. I, I, thought he was, I thought he was on his way to seven again. Imagine Sean was coaching us and he was dropped. I didn't well, say this that. is true with his <laughs> block of hey, cheese knee. Hey, I didn't say this. I you said you he said had it. a knee that was like a block, block of, of cheese, cheese. No, and no. if he needed touch, he hey, had to go back to the twos. twos. Shut up. What I said was... <laughs> yeah, but you shut up for once. You saw... You, did you see the game against St Kilda? The replay? Yes, he yep. was shit house. He, he... Tim? I said he had Tim. Josh Battle on him with a very good opponent that Tim. didn't allow Tim, him to you, be a... You overrate Josh Battle. You're not allowed to mention Josh Battle on this podcast <laughs> ever again. Tim. But he, w- he was I, I thought he was a good matchup, and it limited his ability to be able to play to his strengths. Tim. He wasn't good. He was shit house. He wasn't good. And then last week against Richmond, decent opponent. I'm not saying he didn't have a decent opponent. He was shit house again. No, he gave I, us nothing on the night. I, I do agree that he didn't give us enough on the night. No, but not enough. I thought when nothing. you when you watched his he competed, com- contest, he, he, he competed, he got no his hands output. to it. His chasing was non existent. But but the going was terrible. I thought he was a month away from having the game that he had last night. I agree. Yep. And that's what I was saying. And was, I was very surprised that he delivered as quickly as he did. No, so no, we'll see, we're gonna get into this. I'm not surprised because the Bulldogs have got a bottom four defence. There is that. So at, at least they finally played a tall defence against us because the last few times we've played them. They've said, we understand that your forward line is the land of the giants. We're going to go midget city and we're going to run all over the top of you. And finally they realised... What a mastermind Bevo is. (laughs) That was the one part of it where it did seem like he did have a plan. Um, But that was my next point. What I wanted to see was, with that in mind, knowing that their defence is not very good. And I'm not exaggerating. It's a bottom four defence. Well, when you saw what happened in the second half of the Melbourne Grand Final... If the rest of their team was that quality... They'd be on the bottom. They'd be on the bottom. Yeah. So it's a real problem for them. I've got no idea, without wanting to turn this into the Sons of the Scray podcast, I've got no idea why they didn't go after Robbie Tarrant. Fair point. None. Zero. You're in the premiership window and you're fronting up with Alex Keith and Zane Cordy as key defenders. Madness. It's list management. Madness. Anyway, we needed a better performance from our talls, Fab. And not just Charlie in isolation, because he needed some form and some touch and some confidence, because he, he had been very poor. And I, we always say this, no one's fucking happier than me when he's kicking goals. Yeah. Like, brilliant. It's not about proving anyone wrong, but you're just like, we need better than what you're giving us. And we also needed that last night from Harry. Hands were back, weren't they? Sticky, sticky. At the highest point. Timbo loves saying that's the highest point. His highest point. Yeah, his highest point. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, it was 10 marks in the first half. And he was on his bike for a lot of it. Wow. I, I thought, I know there was a lot of recency bias in the votes, but Harry's first half was was really, really crucial. Well, he kicked, did he kick his four goals or three four, goals? No, all four. Yeah, all the four first, first half. half. He was brilliant. And that was what was really pleasing was that he did the damage in the first half, turned some of their heads in the box. Charlie did the damage in the second half. Um, which was really great. Mm. We always talked about the three-headed monster because yes. we always yes. had we always had Gov kind of part of that, but yeah. we never even had two of them. No. So just it's look. It's fair to say, having been denied a look at the tandem that is Char- uh, Charlie and Harry for what it's honestly about five years. Yep. Legitimate. Like it's a long time. It's not just Charlie's injury. Yeah. Because um, Harry had some issues as well there for a little bit. Um, you know what they are? They're a bit like, you know, when you go to the Greek restaurant, they bring out the share dishes, and you're like, just more of the lamb. Just 
Fuck off the other stuff. <laughs> no, the chicken's nice too. No, 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 the lamb. You're lamb like, is those, good. Those two, you just like get rid of the other stuff, just those two, forever. And particularly when they're, when they're in that form. They'll a bit, you know, more of a test, obviously. I think Hawthorne are not, they're not excellently served in that department, but mm-hmm. I think they're better than the Bulldogs. Yep. Um, and they'll certainly have a look at what we did and what we did well. Um, and the last one uh, for the two of you, we'll go to both of you in terms of what I wanted to see was, again, we kind of touched on it, expectation. So we haven't handled that well for a very, very long time. We needed at an absolute minimum to split the first two. We needed to be one and one at worst. Fab, you, would, you, you were patting yourself on the back. You're actually stroking yourself on the phone today about you predicting us being 4-0. and Everyone um, else has given me credit for the 4-0, and except for you. And you were the one who was involved in the text message. Probably because if we weren't, you know that I wouldn't have come back to it. So you just that's Hutchie style. You just throw something out, knowing no, that if you're wrong, it won't come I, back. I had a, a, it was a tingly feeling. That was Gus. <laughs> I think that might be uh, that might be testicular cancer. <laughs> um, Did someone say that was was that uh, who said that? Wasn't it one of those Judd Apatow things? Maybe don't recall. But um, I just had a feeling that we could knock off Richmond. Richmond to me was still the harder one. Because the Bulldogs, I felt, we always matched up well against the Dogs. So, like I said, I just I want to see us really not take advantage of it. we just got to do the business in the next two weeks. Well, and that, that's, that's the cultural shift. We, we, can't, we can't be a victim of our own complacency now. Mm-hmm. And to me, the 10 days, it, 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 it's a flashing warning light because... I don't it, think it is. It can be. It, it, it can be one of two things. It, we can be very complacent and come out against Hawthorne without the requisite um, hardness. And but but again, it's the cultural approach. It's the here is the contest. We have to be ferocious. You know what the build needs to be. I made the note here. So home game MCG Sunday afternoon. It could we, be your text from yesterday. We've had murder these cunts. I loved it. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. I don't when know. we started to get on did. top of him in the I second quarter. I watered I'm the trying, trying no, no. To, I'm trying to keep the, uh, the language Swearing to a minimum. in check. No, I know. Timbo's dropped an Emily. He's dropped a big one. Well, that's what you wrote. So yeah, I just thought I'd be authentic. I mean, I just thought that was perhaps a private conversation. but I liked it. I thought it absolutely... But we're, uh, all, we're, we're all feeling it. Because we've been in that position against the I watered before. it down on Twitter. I said, yeah, I think okay. I said, smash these pricks. Yeah, well, yep. you've been banned from using that word. Yeah, sure. I have. A lot of people came for me. Um, but no, no, what I was saying is, sorry, we get to the MCG in 10 <laughs> days' time, home game against Hawthorne, should be a win. There, there'll be a big crowd there. There'll be a, there'll be a, this, is, this is almost the confirmation. This is the one that, because this is the team we should beat. This is the team that we probably should have a, a decent win against. Go and come out and watch it, and you beat them, and then you roll into Gold Coast, and then you're looking at four and zero, and then you potentially you're setting up Port Adelaide at the MCG Port. for a fucking let's dance. Yep. And you're going to go, <laughs> who, who we competed with <laughs> last year? We can have a dance off. Yeah. And yes. and we had the Lyset Pitnet incident and all that sort of stuff. Like it, it's it could be different gravy this time around, and and that's what I want. That's I think ab- the most pleasing, absolutely what the I most want. pleasing thing about this whole expectation conversation for me is that last night felt that for the first time in a very, very long time, the boys were able to back up a good performance with a better one. Yeah. Kath texted me this morning, and she obviously listens to SEN a lot, but they said there was a caller on this morning. It was, it was, yeah, Kane Corns. That, he, yeah. that referred to Harry and Charlie as the twin Krakens. He did. <laughs> I did hear that. 
I didn't mind that one actually. That's but that goal, the goal when and we watched it again this morning when um, we Weeders does the big punch out of defence when um, when there was an attack by the, the Bulldogs and there's a succession of handball that I think goes Walsh Williams or Setterfield, Setterfield Williams Walsh. Walsh and then it's the handball to Lockie O'Brien. Um, sort of running through the middle, but not pure wing. And then he's done the big kick to Charlie. Charlie's out on the lead, and then he wheels around and does the kick to the goal square. And as he gathers it, Harry's 40 metres from goal, but he kicks it in, Harry comes in and then clunks it in the goal square. You know what that is? It's using the field. Well, absolutely. It's using the whole field. Yep, Yep. and it's like, good luck defending this. So just in closing this, I mean, I spoke to Fab about this this morning. Um... There's a line in that really beautiful Ferguson, Alex Ferguson. I think you've watched it, the clip they like tribute to his career. And the the line is something um they talk about his legacy and it says he leaves a generation that knows only success. Yep. We are the inverse of that. We are. We are we are the complete inverse of that. We have generations of fans who know nothing about this, who know nothing about what a good Carlton is, what it means, mm. how it makes you feel. It's fucking good. It is. It's fantastic. When your footy team's good. And hopefully now we can start to look at some of these games and go, like in the old days, well, that's that's a win. That's yep. a win. We're better than them and we'll beat them. Yep. Not, geez, we're going to be, we're gonna have to be pretty good today, aren't we? We're gonna have, things are probably going to have to go our way. For such and, we're probably going to have to kick a bunch of goals. Crips is going to have to be amazing. Speaking of which, chicken salads. <laughs> um, who are the fucking idiots who will start calling for him to be two metres gained? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, there's, there's still there's still merit. What a pack of morons! Correct. <laughs> it's the, the two meters game comes from the whole. He needs to become that clearance bull. Well, he is that clearance bull. He's just doing it all himself. But when he when he gets it now and he runs, he runs to space. And then he's not trying to run it. over people. He's not trying to run. Not, he's not trying to bulldoze people. He's actually too. What's really pleasing is he's actually in the best way. Searching for contact. You know, we yeah. we've made the joke sometimes that he, he he'll break the tackle and then go and back then into traffic. It, so who else? He was like, uh, Matt, "Is there no one else?" He's like, "Who else wants to tackle yeah. me?" Yeah. Whereas now he's actually there. Were great examples last week where he took on the three Richmond bodies, which means there's two, two free. people free. Yep. Um, he couldn't have started the season any better, Tim. He would have to be a perfect six in the Brownlow. Uh, he's an absolute colossus on the stat sheet and the, the heartbeat of everything that was great about what we were doing in the first half. He was Do you know what I love about Paddy Cripps this season? I don't know. His left foot kicking. It's brilliant. Well, Geez, that one on the flank was horrendous, <laughs> wasn't it? I will, uh, and I said this to Tim. I will take every left foot shank if he's kicking set shot for goals uh, like his, what he's produced in the first two weeks. His field kicking is... Quite extraordinary. Uh, his right foot's not too bad. Oh, it's very. We, it's that led, weird. led to a goal in the first quarter. He was the one who looked at the inside kick and nailed it to Fogarty. Yeah, ends up being in the sauce over the top goal. Yes, that yep, comes. Yep. That comes from Paddy. It's just he's got no left foot whatsoever. Cripper. He, he goes, something to work well, on. He goes on to it a lot as well. <laughs> like, you know, I love the one on the wing that he gets a we get a down the field yeah. free kick for, but he's taken the bounce. And he's thinking, oh, I can hit this. Not only left foot, left foot at full pace. Around my body. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> I am you know like, it, it might have actually been down the field, even, but it was still his own free kick because it only went that far. Yeah, even, even he laughed. You know what he thought? He goes, he's running around. He goes, you know who I've always wanted to be? Matt Suckling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um, what, what, what he's done really well, Tim, in the first two weeks is, and the practice games, 
is exit out the front of stoppage mm. or propel us out the front of stoppage, yep. whether himself or by hands. Um, absolutely just a major weapon. And I think it goes to show that probably the death knell for David Teague, if, it, if it, the writing wasn't on the wall, was when he lost Cripps late in the year. Yep. That fractured relationship seemed to just bubble, bubble, bubble and get to the point where well, you've lost the captain. Yep. You've kind of hung he, him out he to didn't dry. play in the Essendon game. It's like you've sort of hung was him out Was that Bolton? To, no, it was Bolton. It was Bolton. Just go, no you way. sort of hung him out to dry a bit with her injury. You know how bad it is. Yeah. But to have him back in this form is very good. Yep. Yeah, and and, and he, he looks, um, he's look, he looks like he's had a weight lifted off, off him when you see the performances of Kennedy and Hewitt around him and guys that are prepared to share the body and they can do exactly what Cripps wants to do. Isn't that... And he knows he's got his mates there to be able to do it for him and so he doesn't have to take on the opposition on his own. And how frustrating is it that people have been saying he's had the support he needed there. Mm. And yes, and, Hew- and they wouldn't and yes, play him. Yes, Hewitt's new and yes, Cher is new and like, but, he, but he's had the guys... He's had help there. Yes. And they refuse to give it to him. It's just extraordinary. Uh, the next heading, Faber Ganoush, I've just got here, is the Kennedy, Hewitt and Walsh. Um, I really liked all their games. I thought they all contributed in a really clear, really defined way. Like, Kennedy is a man reborn. Yep. He plays with purpose. He plays with confidence. He knows his role. He's, he's been fantastic. Yep. Playing him in the midfield helps. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He, he spent way too much time as this hybrid, almost semi-permanent, you know, forward. It's just, it's not his role. Let him do what he's he's best at. And there was always this knock, oh, he's not quick enough. We play as a team. Yeah. Not yeah. every player on the team. Is Usain Bolt. Yeah, I was going to say Carlos. I don't know why that's just... It's your comes, era. But yeah. <laughs> but um, he's been he's been phenomenal. Hewitt, I, I like to look at Hewitt at the stoppages. He seems to be that at the back bloke. So we do still have some sort of protection around the back if they win it, but if he gets it... He's a natural defender, though, yeah. so it makes sense. That's well, where he is. It feels a lot of time he runs... His spacing sort of, is good, he too. He runs like... Which way are we going? He kind of goes um, sort of south-north. He runs kind of like defensively through the stoppage yep. and then gives off to whether it be Sard or Williams. Or, doesn't yep. happen all the time, but he feels like the, that a guy that comes through the stoppage mm. sort of the opposite way. Whereas last, under T, that's, that was our only way in clearances. We were kind of running that way the whole yeah. time. I just want to say, just quickly on Kennedy, like just so many AFL weapons, elite overhead, brilliant, elite, yeah. brilliant mark, strong over the ball, really clean, very good kick. Good kick. Mm. Penetrating too. You know, mm. So the, the fact that we've had him now on the list for five years odd, and, and really didn't seem like we knew what to do with him. It's an indictment on what, where we were and what we were trying to do. But you would um, have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they've had, you know, whether he, when he's introduced himself to Vossi and he will have said to him, Bam Bam, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? He's a Brownlow medalist. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but clearly he's had a, um, a, a revelatory, you know, off-season. He's mm-hmm. dropped weight. He's trim, um, and he and he is playing his best best football, and he looks like he's he's thriving on it. And, and you've, it, you've gone, what's changed? And, and is it is it belief? Is it confidence? Is it the backing backing of the coach? It's all of that, it, it, and it just yeah, it just might be all of the above. Well, Voss has probably come in and just gone. This this guy does a lot of stuff right. Yeah, probably, he's, yeah, he's probably not, sees a bit of himself in him. Goes, to be absolutely honest, like, he's not perfect, but no footballer is perfect. Yeah. Like. 
what are we doing? Why are we giving this a guy a look? I saw a great stat with Hewitt, um, which I only overheard, so I'm not 100% if it's right. Get in touch if you uh, if you can corroborate this. Apparently, his average disposals at Sydney was something like 17. He's at about 30. <laughs> He's had double that. So this is that. This is Moneyball. This is what people. This is the idea of going. Oh, this guy's Richmond did it very well a couple of years ago. But this is the idea of going. This guy's pretty good. I think he's probably underutilized. Mm. I think his ceiling's a little bit higher than Sydney are allowing it to be for any number of reasons. He could come in and improve us immediately. He's replaced Ed Kerno and shut the door. He has. We needed that to happen. This is what we've spoken about Fab for years and years and years with these great journeymen, fantastic servants of the football club. Mm. Brilliant. Kate Simpson, Ed Kerno, the likes. Like they're not in the class of guys like Murphy and Judd. But they've been fantastic servants of the club. But towards the end of their tenures, we needed to want for better than them. Yeah. To get better. And I understood the whole like, motion. Not, not, and not, yeah, there's, and there's that attached And we don't just want to drop them for someone who's undeserved. We needed to, as a to be a better team, we needed someone to come in here and take the position. Not be gifted it, but take it. The fascinating thing with Hewitt is I always thought he was always going to be a little bit more defensive and role-playing. Mm. He is a dead-set weapon, full mm. stop. And, and, and we're we are using him. Um, and no matter how well he plays, no matter, well, no, no matter how well George Hewitt is playing, you're not taking you know, the Brendan Sanderson, the cooler or the tagger. You're not taking it off Walsh or Cripps or Chera. You're not. Mm. Not if you're of sound mind. No. 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 <laughs> please, please do so. Please, please tag George yeah, Hewitt. I don't want George Hewitt to get a touch next week if you're... Uh, text Sam Mitchell and tell him, so okay. please. Uh, you, and then, you really need to watch George Hewitt. Because <laughs> he's the difference maker. Uh, but what then, I like about Ed also being replaced is Ed's the character. Ed's in the twos going hell for leather. Yeah, he would be. He'd be a good influence. Yeah. Being A good influence being prepared. If something happens... We can call, hey, Ed Kerner's good and ready to hey, go. Moneyball style, when he said to, to David Justice, you know, when he goes, he goes, I want the last baseball you got in you. Mm. You'd say that in the twos level, you'd go, your last role, I use this all the time, I'm going to do it again. The, the, the old stupid you know, edict in the wrestling industry is that you go out yep. on your back, mm. putting the next guy over. That's yep. your role. Someone did it for you 20 years ago, now it's your turn to do the job for yep. the next guy. Yep. Do you reckon Say has also walked in and said, I don't want my boys playing for... Paying for soda. I think so. I think so. <laughs> soda money. So you see it on the field. Um, and then Walsh. I thought Walsh was good. Played predominantly wing. Uh, a little bit more outside. Uh, I think he had, what, he had 30-odd. And, and the majority yeah. of that was uncontested. Yep. Yep. So he played so that more pure wing role. Um, and he was and good. That's, and that's all we needed from him. He was like, good. We, we, all, we were all shit scared of, we don't want to rush him back. His spread was excellent. It, well, And this is the thing. Because he, he, he is a very multifaceted footballer. Mm-hmm. And and I think they've ultimately said, Walshy, we've got the inside covered. We just need you to give us outside. And and if it means we put you under a little bit less pressure, if it doesn't expose the ankle and all that sort of stuff, and you can be a little bit more, mm-hmm. again, an outside footballer for the night, do it. And then he gets to have 10 days to recover, understand where he's at, how well, much has he taken on. Oh, we've got can another one. <laughs> There's another 90s chart banger. This is This is a banger. Oh, a bit Warm, of... Slippy. Oh, this is another 90s chart banger right here. Train spotting. Mm, very good track. Oh, what a tune. Bit of mid-90s Northern English house. Oh, hear that. That bass is exceptional. If anyone likes this, 
there's a live version of it on YouTube that is exceptional. I'll look for it. Oh no, seriously, you think that bass is good? The, the live one is like shaking your feelings out. Why did we play that? Born Slippy. Yeah. It's a 90s chart banger. Because the Blues are back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bl- <laughs> I've forgotten my own setup. Your- <laughs> He's like, why am I pressing this blue button? <laughs> I've forgotten my own joke. Good work, Timbo. Good save. Thank you very Good much. Save. Go team. Um, has anyone seen Trainspotting 2, by the way? Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen one. I think I have. Genuinely, genuinely good sequel. Yeah. Like, genuinely made 20 years after the first. Most people are like, don't do this, don't touch it. Genuinely poignant and beautifully done sort of study of getting older. and yeah. it's, it's really, really good if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen the first one, you probably need to watch that yeah, as well. Without a doubt. Um, obviously, the next chicken salad for me, a little bit of a shorter one, but I really, really liked collectively um, the output of Doc, Saad and Zach Williams' Timbo. Yes. I thought they were all very, very good uh, in combination with one another, but also individually. Doc's been, he's been really good to start the year. Uh, and Zach Williams is a, because there were so many other high points from last night. He's probably going a bit under the radar. Very much so. That, that was his best game for the club. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it probably was, and and we might have undersold a couple of performances last year, um, but he was really reliable. And and I've not used reliable with Zach Williams. I've always sort of thought he he's a very he has a very attacking brand of football. Um, he plays off a half-back line, but he's not always been a defender. He he was in all the right spots. He was providing all the support required. He was the outlet when needed, but he could run. He could hit targets. He'd, he'd take the game on when he needed to. Um, and he does seem to be a guy that has a very well-defined role at the moment, playing within his limitations and looking really, really good doing it. Absolutely. Um, and Doherty in the middle, there was one contest where he had to go up in the air, went and, and he he went the he, he got one contest and he took the mark lower down later on, and I think it was la- last quarter or third quarter, but the game was on mm-hmm. and they were really coming at us, and he really stepped up in that moment, and I I couldn't have loved it more. Having Doc and Williams, I think has allowed Sar Sar drifts forward more than they do. Yes, he's, I, I, when I, Sar, he's just going to pin the ears, but when he's inside fifty. Have a ping, mate. He can do it. Yeah, I, that's what the, I want to see. In the yeah. third, I think it was, he had a chance to just go for it, to set sail. Yeah. Um, you, you know what I noticed about Saad too is that obviously he's he's very, very fit. So that the longer the game goes on, he the slipperier he becomes. Yep. Someone, I wish I could credit you. I'm so sorry. I don't have Twitter open. Someone made an excellent point on uh, on Twitter about Saad. Um, he takes an early bounce. Does he take an early bounce so that if he gets into trouble, he can just... Yeah. Get a, get out. And mm. I thought that's actually a really interesting gives himself an option before he needs it. He kind of takes the quick bounces, um, knowing that okay, well if, if the net closes in So everything we said last I week was bullshit. Away. <laughs> we said don't take a quick bounce. Well it just seemed it seemed yeah, odd it was, because uh, you've gone, you've done it and you don't need it. It was mm. Patrick Archer Veith. Shout out to Patrick. The old POV. Good, good, uh, yeah, good, good point. I liked it. Um, the ruck tandem. We've got another pre-mailbox question for you, Faber Ganoush from the Teague Strain, Nicholas. Yep, good listener. Um, has Pito changed your view on him in these last two weeks? He looks every bit of ruckman suddenly. Pop that. I was actually having, whack. I was having a uh, well, not a chat. I was a look a text exchange with Paolo this morning. Oh yeah, were you lamenting We were, Italy's we were, we were, but we're not going to let that get us most, down. The most extraordinary failure in Italian football history. Oh, 
the first time we missed the World Cup, and it won't be that's the last. The biggest, time. That's the and biggest. And who knocked them off? Northern Macedonia or something. Powerhouse, like that. North Macedonia. They haven't been this high since the days of Alexander the Great. What happened? We're not good enough. Yeah, you're shit. I told you this after the Euros. I said it's the big missed yeah, opportunity this for is, England. This is Sean ringing me after the Euro final. England supporter Sean. Yeah, you're shit. No, we just beat you. That's On penalties. Fine. On penalties. Having been dominated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well done. Wembley, that fortress. Yeah, you're one of the worst teams. Yeah, I reckon, anyway, I reckon it's, Greece. It's never coming home, mate. I reckon Andreas Karaskayas. It's never coming home. You and Gr- the 2004 it's never Greek team. coming home. Worst major champions right. of 1966, all time. it was rigged. Worst major champions of all time, you and that Greek team from 2004. Well, you'd love to be the worst champions of all time. You're just never going to be champions. Anyway. I just would have referred England win because it's we, a better story. We just not good. We don't have any forwards. When Chiesa went down, it's, it really, any impetus we had was lost. So okay. we're just not good enough. But anyway. What was I saying? What, what? You were trying to um, you were trying to. And I just said that there's there. a lot of people in our, in our oh. Carlton community who, you know, they set, set a narrative and they won't divert from it. They won't admit when things... Look, am I saying I now love Peter? No. But he's been serviceable last week, but last night he was very good. You know what it is, Fab? It's a bit like, you know, when, when I, I had... Uh, what's his face? Uh, Ed in the gun... Well, I still gave him best on ground when he was good. When he, yeah, when it was required. He yeah. had a game where he actually he was genuinely against, best on ground. I think it was against the Gold Coast or something. Mm. You're like, yeah, you're GWS great. GWS or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you go, you're best man on the ground for us. Yep. No problems. Yep. Um, but no, look, I thought the Ruck tandem, I thought Pitto in particular, matches up really well against English generally. Um, English grew in influence a little bit as the game wore on, but as stoppage, we sort of nullified him pretty well. Um, Oh, I was pretty happy with the performance of the two rucks, and obviously Pitto took the the bulk of it, and and I think acquitted himself quite well. I really battled with my one vote. Yeah, you know, to me, and I think it was almost mm. across the board. It was almost unanimous. Cripps, Kerno, um, three two, mm-hmm. um, and there was there was a lot of and, and you just in the moment you're trying to say trying to trying to think what did I see, and the more I thought about, it, I thought well, it, you know, we just had such a presence through the middle. He was waxing with his big-bodied inside midfielders, and he really, really influenced. And his work rate around the ground is always good. Um, he could take more marks. That's probably the limitation to his game, and it's probably what De Koning brings that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what? You're never going to get a lack of effort. Reading from the Pitto. flight is he's got a bit of a issue with that. Yep. Even the one that leads to the Silvani mark, he marks that. He's just he's just gone either too early or he's gone under it a little bit. But he gets back, and when you've got the Nortons of the world trying to come over packs, he's there. He's really he's crashing working. and hitting he's it working. hard. Yeah. He's working. So I, I liked his game. I really liked his game. I thought when you're going back to that one vote, that's why I thought Harry Harry's first half now, and couldn't said, go the, the recency bias. It, yeah, I just felt at the time because I thought he did, it was drop, a bit he easy. did drop off. He did, but the ten marks in yeah. a half of football and you, four goals. You're right. For the first time, I've not given Harry when he should have gotten votes. <laughs> In, if in, Harry, had, if Harry had four touches and yeah, kicked well, no goals... Just, if Harry just, like, looked dangerous... <laughs> Timbo would give him best on Timbo would have gone, fuck, mm-hmm. it looks dangerous. <laughs> um, yeah. So I gave Setters the vote, because I just... As, uh, uh, as a recognition, I just thought he had a... I thought that was his best game for us. His standout game, yeah. After the St Kilda game, I, I looked at you when we are at the St Kilda game when he, he fell over himself with no one within 50 metres of him. Yeah, it wasn't good. I thought, he's cooked. What is this guy doing out there? Well, well, he looks really good at the moment. At the moment, he looks like... And the one vote the one vote can sometimes be that kind of one where you're like, you know, 
you, someone could have given it to an O'Brien as because he had a good night. Um, you know, obviously Pitto recognizing his fantastic performance. When the top two are so locked, you're kind of going, oh, who do I want to recognize with the one? Yeah, mm. who had played a good game. I, I understand where you come. And from. I followed Fab's votes last time. I thought I can't do it again. Or you think so? I'm really not <laughs> taking this seriously. He probably, well, he, Fab probably didn't even watch the whole game. Um, I we, was the first in with my votes. We don't want to touch. Too, we've, we've spoken about the big forwards just before, but you know, Harry I think had 12 marks on the night and was really good. Charlie was a little bit closer to goal. Was fantastic. He was so dangerous and clinical Ooh, when he needed he to ever? kick the goals. Um, worked really well together, and uh, they were able to come up. You know, obviously Ash Hansen's insight crucial in coming up with a plan that really exploited the Bulldogs, uh, you know, what they don't like, what they can't handle. So that was really lovely. We spoke earlier a bit about pressure. I mentioned conversion. You guys mentioned the linking up. That was a note here I had as well. Because, mate, were we on safari in the fucking 1960s or something? Because we were hunting. <laughs> we were. We were absolutely. taking blokes out. Yep. It was absolutely brilliant to watch. Um, the conversion in front of goal was was excellent. Um, and our link-up, I can see if Ab wants to say something briefly, our link-up... Uh, with quick hands to release the guy at speed mm-hmm. was first rate. I haven't seen it yeah. that good for so long. And it wasn't just, you know, aimlessly handballing. No. Like, the dogs get caught doing that occasionally. It was forward. It's just handballing for handballing's sake. It's just too – they overdo it it's on It's Fabian occasions. playing FIFA when I just click the pass button. Just to But you know what it was? It was me cutting through half back, like, with a head of steam up. Yep. You've got it, and it was you recognising, even if I'm a foot and a half away mm. – Quick hands. A lot of so them. So even if there's an opposition there, they're not. They're not. They're not containing you. No. You can break tackles at, at speed. speed. Yes. But just I thought I was really impressed, and, and people when you watch the replay, I'm sure people have noticed it. But the really quick, sharp, short handballs that were sometimes even behind go backwards. Yeah. Sometimes even a really good one, and guys weren't having to break stride to take them. I think they were recognizing, particularly at a half back, the way to get on top of the dogs is to actually smash through. Sometimes, mm. yeah, yeah. And there's times where we kind of bit off a little bit more than we could chew, but we didn't panic. No, that's that's really true. And and like we got we got caught on occasions, yep. but you're going try it. That ha- well, that try happens. It. That happens. Yep. You're not going to run it 100. Um, percent And the, the one last one I've got here from a um, chicken salad point of view, and there's so many guys we can mention. Like we haven't even really haven't mentioned Jacob Weedering at all. He had a really good night on Norton. Norton's only goal was from one of the softest free kicks. Well, it wasn't a free I kick. I think I've ever seen. It wasn't a free kick. And Jamara had marked the ball anyway. Yeah, correct. Um, Norton missed a couple, hit the post in the, the end of the first quarter from, again, a free kick that was like, geez, is that... You're paying a lot of those if you're paying that. Um, but Weedering was great again. Uh, Norton kicked the one goal from the free kick, had a really mm. good night. Um, uh, Oscar was actually not bad as the, yep. the chop out tall before he went down. Hopefully his back's okay. What, what do we know about it? Like, yeah, I don't know. Was it an impact injury? Did he get... I saw somewhere, and again, I could be wrong, someone said spasm, yeah, but I, I don't know if that's true. I'll live with a spasm if he's had a stress fracture last year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously, obviously he, once he got through two, the other one's muscular. Yeah, so. well, he got through two games last season, and at the end of the second game, he's out with a bad back, and you're going, yeah. there's, a, there's an odd feeling of deja vu here, and I really hope I'm wrong. Uh, and I thought Mitch as well. Mitch did some nice things, continued his building form. Uh, as that interceptor, he, he does feel like he's about to explode, though, isn't he? He's doing moments, but he'll put together a whole game one day. I think he's conservative, knowing if I fuck up inside forward fifty, or if I fly for a stupid mark, or it's not the end of the world. Mm. Yeah, I can do that, or I can do something silly. But if in defence, I could be in trouble. But in that 
you talk about the silly free kick. He, he got that one where he laid the bump on the guy about five so, metres so off the ball. What's the rule? Oh, I the didn't comment, get that. The comment made by the umpire you, was something about... You ran past the ball, the umpire said. No, no, he said that's... It didn't say it was a legal contact, but it's whatever the interpretation is, they've obviously prohibited been told contact? to... Prohibited contact is exactly what mm. the words Isn't were. Isn't that a legal contact? Well, it is, but that was the word that was used by the umpire. My attitude with that is... And I said this to one of the idiots on Twitter. There's this account, this hack fraud account that tries to like talks about every umpiring decision. It's yeah, like okay. you're probably just some local dickhead at the bar, and he's crapping. And I go, it's not um, Mitch McGovern's job to get out of the way of a chasing mm. player. How many shepherds? Then by this definition, you can't shepherd anyone. Well, it, 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 he, they said and, you and weren't the within the vicinity it. of the ball. It was within four meters of yeah, it. Yeah, like so. to me. I looked at it and I thought, I don't like that free kick. He's but, putting a check on him. Yeah, but by the same token, if that's the new rule of football, and, and we've we've talked in the last couple of weeks about how our discipline has been superior to our opposition, we probably gave away a few more 50-metre yeah. penalties last night and it didn't matter, it didn't hurt us. But I think we only gave one, didn't we? The, and even then I thought Harry was unlucky. Well, he sort of got there. He, he got knew, there he, and knew went, he was ah. in the wrong spot and he stood still. I reckon there was one other. I just reckon, I, once again, idiot on Twitter. I said... Why doesn't the umpire just tell Harry, out, get out, Harry, out? Because he can see I'm standing. Because he was there and he stood still and sort of said, I'm not involved in here, I'm not impacting. Yeah. Oh, no, he should just get out of the way. I said, how is it not easier for the umpire just to go, Harry, out? Yep. Yeah. Credit anyway. to the umpire with the McGovern thing because McGovern did question quite robustly at times and a lesser umpire would have paid the 50. Correct. Um, the other note I've got here... Uh, for the last one, as I said, is uh, Setters, O'Brien and Fish. We touched on Setters before. I think it's his best game for the club. He had 23 touches. He set up really well at the base of contest. He played well against Adelaide. Uh, and, no, he had ago. a good moment against Adelaide. Last night he had a good night. Yes. Um, he set up as kind of the rudder at the base of stoppage and was able to kind of straighten us up and um, be the outlet if the ball went his way. I thought he showed really, really good discipline. He's covering the ground well too. He's covering the ground well. Actually showed what a difference it makes when you've got a clearly defined role. Yep. Uh, which he's obviously been given. I really liked Fisher's first half. Yep. I thought he was really, really strong earlier, covered the ground brilliant, uh, brilliantly, gave us an outlet because of that, and was willing to kick the ball to dangerous spots. And he was further up the ground than you normally see him, and he was helping his mm-hmm. teammates out. Yeah. Uh, and then Lockie, I thought Lockie did some nice things. Yep. He had the bad moment late. A lot of people come for him because he's the whipping boy. Uh, he was hardly uh, David Caruso with the turnover. He had one of the moments of the evening, that, that tackle. Great. It was fantastic, wasn't it? He we just didn't it. overcommit. He waited. He was there to support if the handball went over the top, so he mm. judged it right. And then when was the opportunity to be able to shut him down, he swallowed him right up. It was great. It was good. Ooh. Oh, there's another chart banger. <laughs> 90s chart banger. I've been singing this all week. Oh, this is a bit where he's harmonising with himself. Does anyone else feel like watching Batman Forever? Yes. If I should fall This is from Seal 2 Give it to a Seal Baby What Um, track? Spin Doctors The Blues are back, Timbo The Blues are back (laughs) Two two Princes by the Spin Doctors And Kiss by they were top of the charts ninety five grand final. Well, we yeah, because it kiss from a rose was from Batman Forever, yep. which was released in like July. Chase Meridian, Doctor Chase. Chase Meridian, of course. 
who can forget Nicole Kidman's mm. uh, interesting turn. That's got one of the strangest pieces of audio left in a movie I think I've ever seen. You know, occasionally you miss something, a boom mic just in frame or something, a wardrobe, an anachronism, whatever. There's a bit where uh, Bruce Wayne is inviting Dr. Chase Meridian to the circus mm-hmm. and he says the line, um, tell me, Doctor, do you like the circus? But he has this massive lisp. Look circus. it up on yeah, circus. <laughs> Watch it on YouTube and that's in the movie. That's in the theatrically released cut. Val Kilmer goes, circus? <laughs> Oh. Every time I watch it, I'm like, did they, not, did they not do the master on this or something? Did yeah. they just get... Fun fact. We can tighten this one up. That was the highest grossing movie opening ever at the time when it came out. And I'm sure the listeners here, if you remember back to 1995 and the box office sensation that was Batman Forever, you would also have the commemorative glass mugs that was uh, available at McDonald's. I still have them. Wow, we? I don't. They were... Oh, what's happening here? Timbo's getting a phone call from... Dad. Oh. Yeah, call you back later, Dad. Yeah. Um, so the, with the playlist, like I said, I'll put the links out. We're going to keep this going throughout the course of the season. It's just the Blues Are Back 90s Mega Mix playlist. Um, you can listen to it on Apple Music or Spotify. So we'll put those out. Keep an eye out for that. Um, I also forgot to give our shout-outs for uh, people left some reviews and some ratings on this week's episode because um, we, we just got it cracking. Um, so as we said last week, make sure to subscribe, make sure to follow us on the wherever you get your podcast from. Give us a rating and give us a review. We really appreciate that. And if you give us a review, we'll give you a shout-out. Uh, PRD72 said, uh, best Carlton pod by a mile. Excellent analysis, funny and passionate. Look forward to it every single week. P.S. I'm not one of their mums. That gave me an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie does have an Apple Music account. There we go. So I can leave a review in her name. Um, Margaret. Not so much. Not good on a computer is old Margaret. Sophie's quite quite with it. My mum doesn't use an ATM. She does all her banking That's in like house. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, since I take care of most of the finances and stuff, but yeah, Kelly's very old school. She's still got a dolomite uh, check. Yeah. Give me cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Johnny S., Wonderful listener of the pod. Comprehensive and informative review of games. Pure uh, classic 80s music. Uh, to allow one to reminisce about a period in Carlton's history ticks all the boxes for Carlton fans. Very good. Thank you to those two for leaving some reviews. And also just a special shout-out to Jake. Uh, you know who you are. Hooked me up with a PS5 for my cousin. Um, Sensational. He works out at JB Hi-Fi. He hooked me up with an Xbox, uh, and he was able to uh, hook up my cousin with a PlayStation. So shout-out to him. What a win. That's basically the only perk I've received from this podcast. Is Jake hooking me up with an Xbox? Other spend than getting to spend time, time with us, exactly. <laughs> um, no. Who doesn't love an afternoon in the dungeon? Uh, your victims, probably. <laughs> um, also, a shout out, a little bit off pod, off topic here, in the sense that I just remembered it to Ash Gallagher, who reminded us last week we didn't do the SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut <laughs> uh, trophy. Um, of course, in honor of SI Morales, who played Bob Morales in the terrible movie La Bamba, um, he and played Bob. Not Bob Morales. Bob Valens. I think he was Morales, wasn't he? Because that was the gag was his name is S.I. Morales and he played Bob Morales because they were half-brothers, weren't they? Or yes, something they were. Ah, yeah. yeah. uh, right. Yeah, 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 but yeah. anyway, it's a terrible movie. It's a great it's movie. It's awful. And this bloke, uh, he's not necessarily good, but he's given it everything. <laughs> he's just, in every scene he's in, he's brilliant. When he's not on screen, you're wondering where he, he is. He steals the show. He, he does. steals the show. So it's not necessarily about who is our best player, Geez, who really just busted a nut 
and got out there and just read his lines with a plum and just drove the scene. I'm going to nominate Will Setterfield and George Hewitt for this week's SI Morales Buster Nut. I, I had setters. I, I agree with the setters. I, I, I wouldn't mind that as a, a nomination. Well, your opinion is moot, Tim, because it's two to one. No, no, that's, and that, that's fine. <laughs> I, just from a shout-out perspective, I thought... Well, who's your buster nut? Well, I thought Lockie Fogarty came in and worked yeah. really, really hard. I don't think his output was phenomenal. Yeah, I think, he I think everybody tried. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, we, we made the comment that the, the, um, the evenness of the contribution across the board, everybody played a role. Some obviously better than others. Some output better than others. But I just thought he, he was there to work. He did it. And... Um, and We've obviously got a couple of really high-caliber players who are going to come back in. I, I couldn't imagine that Lockie keeps his spot. Um, but at an, when there was an opportunity to be able to come in and impact, he did his job. Yeah, he's a, he's a willing soldier ant. Mm. Was he your shout-out or were you giving someone else a shout-out? No, no, I am. Yeah. Oh, he was your shout-out. Well, I just sort of think I thought he really worked hard. Did you think that well, I thought he was giving someone else a shout-out? No, no. Oh, cool. Good. Um Chicken shits. And look, I actually don't want to be a Johnny Raincloud here because, you know, we're all in too good of a mood. Mm. So I think it was just a game of two halves and, and that was pleasing in a way because we played so well in the first half. They're a good team. They were always going to come at some stage. And we we held them at bay in the in the second half, which was good to obviously, you know, we would have loved to have run away with it and win by 10 goals, but that's not how it goes against good teams. Um, Listen, it's not how it goes against any team. There's an opposition trying to do what you're doing. Yeah, there. yeah. And, and look, ultimately... And, and team, they did pepper late. But as I said to, to Fab... Um, yeah, you kick seven behind straight or whatever it is, and we were battling to get it out of defence. But if they'd kicked a goal, okay, it yeah. would have gone back to the middle, which was to our advantage, yeah. and there was every chance we would have created if something Damo, from that situation anyway. If Damo's listening, that's what sliding doors is. Correct. It's exactly the right. idea that just because they kick a goal doesn't mean they kick the next five goals. Correct, mm. exactly right. That could be the circuit breaker we yeah, need. you reset. Reminds me of the Hawthorne game, the Buddy Franklin Fev. We were letting Hawthorne score because we, yeah. we couldn't get it out. It was yep. actually, we had a better chance if we just went back to the middle. Yep, bang on. And then just lastly, Tim, with the, the game of two halves, I think it was, ultimately it's a great opportunity as well to, to get the win, but to also walk away and go, okay, what didn't we do well in that last 15 minutes? Yep. A little bit of execution, clearly some skill errors and missed targets. No, not a lot of pressure, um, but the grit and the graft was really great. The organisation in defence made it pretty difficult for them. We didn't give them very good looks at goal. Um, of course, we could tidy some things up, but I think it's it's good to kind of take those learnings and the four points rather than lick our wounds and go, we'll be better next time. And, and I think, as you say, the game of two halves also says our focus in the first half was attack. Our focus in the second half was a bit more defensive. Mm. and Maybe a little bit too much. M- maybe an over-correction, yeah, yeah. Co- but we haven't spent games you know in front for a long period of time. So to learn how to play and adapt in that situation is part of our own evolution. So if we've done it and we've done it successfully, it can only be a good thing. And then just every other week, it's just about how do we get the balance between those two right? So, good. You've got mail. Mailbox time. Got some good responses here, if I can find the page. Um, HGM, a lot of impressive game style changes we've already seen this year. Which change do you think has made the most significant impact? Um, E.g. for me, it's our regimented and consistent defensive structures or getting deeper entries through forward handball out of the middle timbo. Yeah, I like that one, absolutely. Because yeah. I would have always said just generic defence. It's, it's, it's awareness of when we need to be for others and, and having bodies 
you know, blocking up corridors and laneways and 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 forcing the team with the ball to slow down because yeah. it was it was that fast ball movement at times in the last few years that's really cut us up. The you obvious can, outlets aren't just there. That's for exactly them to right. Take. And 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 as you said, good teams will still do good things, especially those that have played in the grand final last year. But we denied them a lot of those opportunities. But we, we are moving the ball better and more efficiently ourselves. We're not being forced wide. We're taking the game on. And with the, with really good use of handball, it's opening the game right up for us. I think for me, it's probably our consistency at stoppage. Definitely. Which is relieving pressure on defence and actually giving our forwards a 6-6-6 look at the footy. So our ability to actually win it there more consistently, not just once in a blue moon. Yep. Is, is relieving all the pressure on pretty much everyone. And we get to bring Chera back into that midfield mix. It's so. a luxury, isn't it? Mm, very um, much so. Daniel, uh, kicker one, fantastic listener of the pod. Where is the Prendercast grand final after party going to be held? I mean, is that a rhetorical <laughs> question? It's going to be at Ming's. It's at Ming's, of course it is. We're, due, we'll, we're due for a Ming's. And then we'll kick on to the dungeon, obviously, <laughs> see where the night takes us and who survives. Um, just find another one. Uh, will Ming's deliver to the... Maybe, work? No, no, Ming's. Um, I've placed up a, from pla- Ming's placing uh, placing a phone order can be a trial, um, so delivery. I don't think they're ready for that. Um, you and Morton, in what year do we next lose a game? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, probably twenty twenty five, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> drop one. <laughs> um, who else we got here? Uh, Benjamin, obviously another good listener of the pod. I feel like the two worst patches of our season so far were the Tigers in the first uh, quarter and the Dogs in the last 10 minutes of last night. And they were down to nerves, not a lack of talent or what the opposition were doing. Um, Did you think... Do you think the only thing this club needs to learn now is how to handle self-imposed pressure? I think it's just becoming accustomed to those scenarios where you're actually... It's a two-minute drill. We've got the lead. We don't need to score. Take time off the clock. We did it against Richmond well at the end of the game. Shorten the quarter yeah. and just see the game out in a professional way. Yep. And the only way you get used to doing that is by doing it. Yeah, and the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. 100%. Pre- pressure is a privilege. And it's a privilege that we've not been able to be privy to. So the fact that we're in it now... Pressure is a privilege. Sensational. I like that. Did you steal that? No, I think I have, but yeah. I don't know who from. But, but yeah, it's a good it's one. It's probably on the wall that, like... Beverly Hills Junior Football Club. It's just like seeped into him. I might Google it. Google it and see exactly who I've just pinched that off or whether I have just struck gold. You may have just... That's a great quote. You might have actually just come up with something good. Uh, Sam Eliano. uh, In the 90s, the Tigers fans campaigned to, quote, unleash the geesh. It's time to double down (laughs) on our midfield brigade and unlock the stock. (laughs) Uh, Would love to see Stocker as part of our midfield rotation when he recovers from injury. Again... Not not putting the cart before the horse with stock's development and the like, but that's a that's a luxury. Yeah, stock may now be doing a little bit of a longer apprenticeship than he was otherwise going to because he, he might be. Yeah. He is a big-bodied midfielder, and if you currently have Cripps, uh, Kennedy, and Hewitt in front of him, maybe maybe you just defer, and maybe maybe he becomes a VFL beast um, before he takes that next step. You want to You want to. Start again. If you want to play in this side, you need to take someone's position. Yep, and that and, only and, comes and through form. And it might be injury. 
It mm. might be injury. Well, hopefully, that, that, it's not through injury. Yeah. Well, and look, so long as we're getting little nicks and whatnot, and if there's just a guy that's you know been going really hard in mm. the in the in the in the cauldron for a while, that you're going take a week off, and we get to manage our players because Geelong have done that in previous mm. years where they've been able to rest guys halfway through the year when they've been sitting nine and two or something like that, and they can actually look after bodies, and then the run up until finals, they they're, they're actually able to put together. You know, a, a genuine um, training block to be able to get them right to play better footy later. Hundred we, percent. We've never been able to consider anything like that at all. All we've ever been able to do is saying we're in our best form for the last three games of the year, and we can put a bit of a show on for our supporters when we're not making finals. Absolutely, Michael Cerevolo. This might sound weird, but do we have the best midfield in the comp? And is our point of difference the twin towers up forward? I think it's premature. But you look at it and you're kind of going, look, Melbourne are the gold standard clearly mm-hmm. as the reigning premier and that's what that's where their dominance comes from. Yep. Like the Bulldogs are very good. Very good. In that regard and we, we beat them. Yep. So There's so, a lot of potential. There always has been. We've talked about the talent. But Port are good. Port are good. Are yep. Strong in that regard. Yep. Br- Brisbane, are, um, Brisbane are an interesting one. I think they're clearly, they're a very good team. Um, I'd like to have a look at us against them. Mm. Brisbane, I, I, I like Brisbane's midfoot. Could be, it can be a little bit one paced. Mm. Um, that's the thing. If in comparison to like the other, that's the thing. Good if teams. you're if you're winning the ball against Brisbane, that's which when not a lot of teams do, do. so to speak. Mm. If you're winning the ball, then that's the interesting. Watch this space. Yes, uh, and then regarding the twin towers, you have to have two. Yes, one one is too predictable. <laughs> you need two. To be a twin, to be a twin, yeah, a but, single twin tower. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But no, but you um, are, and, and we always talked about the three-headed monster. That that was Cerberus, the, that yeah. was that was the beauty. Sort of like good good luck coming up against us, you know, when we're on song, um, and and obviously TDK competing, Jack Silvani competing, and and doing a really good job. And his goal kicking is really strong at the moment. Speaking of Jack Silvani, Mark DT is Jack Silvani. One of the most underrated players in our side and the league. Yes. Our forward line is so much better with him in it. Yeah. I don't think he's underrated in our side. I think he gets the kudos he deserves from Carlton supporters and the Carlton community. Do you think that a lot of people just see the surname? If he was Jack Smith, there'd be a lot of, geez, he's a good worker. For geez, a pick he's... 55, he's done a terrific job with his yeah. career. No doubt. And, um, and and you see him out in space on the wing and... You know, there's there's a handball over the top, or it's draw a player, and it it just seems to be able to do the little things really, really well. But every person who thinks that they know footy is going to say, "Well, you have to be able to do that to be a good footballer." It's sort of like, yeah, I agree with that, but at least then recognise the fact that he is. But people just won't do that, and that's fine. Let him fly under the radar. Let him do his job week in, week out. He is he is really valuable for our team. Uh, Ian Mond, the biggest difference in Mondi. our game is now we play a tempo football, tempo brand of football, like a proper team, and are able to slow the game down when the momentum is against us. He says he discuss. I don't know if we need to. I think you've just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I, I think you have. I think that that showed last night very well. Do we want, I'll find one more. Find you, one if you keep more. responding, as we did, they yep. score, we score. They yep. score. You don't allow those run-ons. Well, the frustrating thing is when we, when we were getting six goals up in the second quarter, it just seemed like uh, the Western Bulldogs would pull another goal out of their bum against mm. the um, the run of play. And, and yep. when it did look like we could could have been getting eight, nine and ten goals in front, they were just sort of hanging. But they weren't impressive doing it and they weren't doing what you thought could be replicated. Yep. And even late, you know, they really were just peppering but without a whole lot of structure. And credit to them, they worked and, and ran it out. But again, 
it just didn't look like they were really going to um, put a dent. Uh, Nathan, uh, once Chera returns, what will be our centre bounce wing mix? Do we drop a centre field or a Lockie O'Brien and rotate Walsh and Chera on the wings and in the guts? No, I th- I'd like a. You, you do need. I think you do need someone. The wing role is can be can be specific. Well, it can be specific. It could also be or require a very selfless. You might not touch the ball a hell of a lot, but we need you to keep width. We need you to just run up and down. We yep. need you to be prepared to sacrifice your own game occasionally to keep some wing other guy out of the play. I don't necessarily think we want to deploy Chera or Walsh to do that. Well, we, we chatted at the pub at the Duke of Wellington beforehand. Shout out to the Duke of Wellington. Yes, have an ale with the whale. For some reason. Um, not that the whale's involved in the Duke of Wellington anymore. In fact, I'm not even sure that the whale's alive. Not that I want to write his obituary for him, but anyway. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it was owned by a bloke named Brian Roberts who okay. played footy at South Melbourne and had one season where he dominated and nearly won a Brownlow in the 70s. But it was anyway, probably, It was probably rigged. They were probably trying to fix it. <laughs> uh, but he, he owned the Duke of Wellington for a number of years, but and they've redone it since. He's sold n- out. His nickname was? The Whale. The Whale, yeah, So it was have, have an ale with a whale. He was a big unit, evidently. Anyway, we digress. But we were talking about Ed Langdon and mm. talking about the successes that he had playing wing and playing that selfish running role and everything you just said, Sean. Um, that is the modern-day wing role. Um, you know, you can have a Hugh McLuggage do it and do it with a little bit more, you know, skill and class and, you know, a little bit of, I don't know that you'd ever call Hugh McLuggage a pizzazz footballer, but mm. that that's what I'm going to run with. Um, but Langdon's a bit more meat and potatoes and be where I need to be and run selfishly and, you know, get an extra body. Mm. There's, a, there's a role for that. That's what you need. Yeah. And then lastly, Fab, uh, we've got one from Captain Jack Sparrow and uh, the LMC. They've all got involved in this. One for Fab, uh, why are Italy shit? <laughs> and then the LMC's chimed in. And against North Macedonia, imagine if they played the whole of Macedonia. Wowee. Let's not and open up Jack that Sparrow. Pandora's box. That just shows a lack of geography and awareness. And then you've got, uh, obviously, uh, Jack followed up with, and their best player was suspended. I, I, he probably, I, had, to, he probably I, had to run his fish and chip shop or something. I, I, he couldn't I, get the I night am, off. You're not going to kill my buzz, but we're just we're not good enough. That's yeah. fine. Italy missing the World Cup. For the second time in the row. That's the scariest thing. What a, how good is this? Because as you say, you, you have the shot across the bow and, and, and it is you need to get better. Is there an expanded World Cup this time around? No idea. Don't, oh, no, 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 this, no, I don't think it is. If they Mind you, if you're going to miss, miss the Qatar World Cup because I can't say that I'd be looking forward to it. Run around in 45-degree heat. We're going to air-condition the stadiums. Anyway, boys, absolutely outstanding to come together and talk about a win. It's been a pleasure, Tim. I've just stolen your line, but um, it's true. It has been. Uh, (laughs) Prenda DJ DJ, uh, is obviously coming up now. Pretty obvious uh, one for us today, inspired by... I'll give Fab the cue. He'll know where this is coming from. Um, Timbo? Always a pleasure, Sean. Excellent. Two and oh, you beauty. Faba Ganoush. Arrivederci ragazzi. Bit of Teddy Brewski. Teddy Brewski. Did you like that? Let's go. He walks fairly down the street with the big blue way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound of his feet. Machine guns ready to go. Yeah.
Yeah. 